This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Dark Mystic with Brutally Delicious, coming at you with a review of Death Clock's brand new album, Death Album 4. So believe it or not, even though I was a 90s kid who was into metal in the mid-aughts, I was not into Metalocalypse as a teenager. Maybe it's because I wanted to think I was smarter than everyone else by not buying into the popular thing, but it never grabbed me as a kid. That said, I've been on a big kick over the last year and a half to discover things that I rejected earlier in life, and Death Clock was no exception. I recently went back in the past couple weeks and listened to Death Album 1, and I thought it was better than I thought it would be, but there was still some kind of camp there. No offense, Matt. It's just impossible to make a coffee jingle sound like a legitimate song. So when I went into Death Album 4, I was telling myself, don't review it like it's a cartoon band. Just listen to it as any other death metal band. So I'm not sure what current reactions are, but I like this more than anything else I've ever heard by Death Clock, which leads me to believe there's probably some kind of backlash. Going right into it, Gardener of Vengeance was a really cool track. It's nice to hear Gene Hoagland again. I presume he's drumming on this. I actually haven't figured it out. The spoken word, sound effect, whatever you'd like to call it, murder segment did seem kind of campy, but I guess it is unfair to judge it by that standard, and it's not like Cannibal Corpse is dead serious. The guitar solos in production are so much better than I was expecting. I definitely would never have heard the solo isolated and thought, gee, this is a meme band. And appropriately, because Swissgar is clearly based off of Jeff Loomis, production reminds me of Old Nevermore. The music style is fairly different, but the production is pretty damn close to like This God Was Endeavor. Moving on, Mutilation on a Saturday Night. This is a really fun track. I like the vibe it's got going to it. I don't know what better word to use for it. It reminds me of Arch Enemy, but better. Again, with the Jeff Loomis connection. I Am The Beast. I'm going to take so much shit for saying this, but moments of this kind of reminded me of Black Dahlia Murder. It's much less intense, and again, I'm sure all of their fans are getting ready to kill me for comparing a cartoon band to BDM, but just something about the melodic death metal style. And Death Clock is not normally what I would think of as mellow death, but here they strike that. Okay, Wikipedia lists them as melodic death metal first and foremost, so I guess I'm nuts. Guys, for real, I've seen Black Dahlia murder four times, three times with Trevor. It's not a disrespectful comparison, I promise. I normally start these reviews off by trying to compare them to other bands. At this point, I think Death Clock is well-established enough. I mean, Death Album 2, I think, is the best-selling death metal album of all time, if I'm not mistaken. But if you are unfamiliar, I would say that the last two bands I named are probably the best approximation. Arch Enemy meets Black Dahlia murder. Heaviness, roughly halfway in between the two, maybe closer to Arch Enemy. Basically a blending of what I would say is Black Dahlia Murder's cleverness with Arch Enemy's accessibility. Moving on to some more songs. Horse of Fire. There's a really nice chorus here with some cool melody. My main takeaway from this song was 
if you'd showed this to me in isolation, I would never have guessed that this had anything to do with comedy. Last but not least, Satellite Bleeding. Great track, but did they really just rip off Redneck by Lamb of God here? I'm not a big Lamb of God fan, but when they hit the line about invitations, it stood out immediately. Oh well, I forgave Megadeth for ripping off Children of the Grave with Kingmaker. So I haven't read any fan reviews yet. The fact that I like this makes me think that their fans don't, because I'm not a huge fan of their earlier material. What I like about this album is that, again, it comes off as very serious in a way that I don't think their earlier work, at least the first album, did. This is a weird comparison since it's not metal at all, but I'm also thinking of a band like Blink-182 that started out being really sophomoric and silly, but eventually released songs like Stay Together for the Kids and I Miss You, and the fans love those too. Maybe this was just a really good evolution. After all, we're not in our 20s forever, as I found out last year. I guess I gotta go back and watch Metalocalypse now, because if it builds up to this, it can't be that bad, right? Rock on. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Oh.